you want to expand your mind, change your perspective, and connect deeper with yourself and others, then you're at the right place. I'm Julian, your host, and I want to connect with other human beings and talk about the deep things in life and explore their personal experience. A person that I found fascinating at an instant. I didn't know his story, but I knew I had to talk to him. I first saw him in a group call, but his presence and his way of communicating were just so different than everyone else. And he also had the most professional looking setup in the call. So after getting to know him a little bit better, all of the other things also made a lot more sense. And Andreas is an actor, a coach and a workshop trainer. And I'm very, very happy that he is with me today. And welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Well, as you started, I was a little bit blushy or blushing because I felt like, oh my son, that's too much. But thanks a lot. Um, I'm very happy to be here and I'm very looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, I guess as we already talked before, a thing that's very important to, to both of us was authenticity and things that we express ourselves freely. And it's sometimes weird, especially like uh, for other you know, between humans to express, oh, I really like this about you. It's like, oh, wait, that, that's, how, how intense does he like me now? And mm -hmm. this can, can create like this awkwardness. But I think it's really important to mention things that we think are great about other people. Yeah. And that was, for example, like in an instant, we... Uh, when I saw you in that video call, I was like the way you presented ideas, the way you were considerate to the other people in the video call, I knew, okay, he had something I needed to figure out or at least get to know what that is. Yeah, well, I've been through some hard times, so it was not always nice to be in my own skin and to, to also discover this pain or all the things that you've been through, all the also the trauma or also like the stories of your past, of your family. But I think in order to become really authentic, to be very true to your inner self, you also need to, to take a deeper look into yourself and to understand that everything that happened, happened for a reason and it made you to this person that you are right now. And if you feel that and really embrace it and really feel it in your cell, in your body, then you really become authentic because you're true to yourself. And that's what I'm always trying to be. Yeah, and I actually already had a podcast with uh, my girlfriend about authenticity. And one thing that stuck out for us was um, that quite hard to define authenticity. It's like, oh, I need to express things when I feel bad or something like that to everybody around me. It's like, mm, maybe not. But what we later landed on was being really authentic or true to your values, what you said with the, the core of yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that's that's a great starting point maybe to dig even deeper because you already mentioned, okay, there's some hardships, some hard times that you need to go through. And I think at least probably from a psychological perspective, um, looking at the hardships really tells the story about how you deal with them and how you um, later on interact or, or process it shows a lot about how you are as a, as a person and who you are um so 
I would like to jump back, especially knowing you as a person that goes into playfulness and as being an actor and wants to express himself. Mm -hmm. Where where did this start? When you jump back into um, the the childhood somewhere, wherever you want, uh, when did you notice that it sort of started to, oh, I need to express myself or I want to be true to myself? Did that yeah. start somewhere? That's a good question because... I don't know exactly when it started, but I always had something inside of me that was some kind of charismatic. My parents told me that when I was born, I was the only kid in Romania who had blonde hair and like uh, very light eyes, like green eyes. So that was something like very, the people used to look at me. And I was like, because my father is also very charismatic and my mom is also, they're both nice storytellers. They like to have people around them. And for me, it was somehow clear that if I grew up, I also like to be in the, in the not center of attention, but also have some attention. And, you know, being a child, having a brother, having so much trouble around because we came um, during the, how it's called, like during the communistic regime in Romania, when there was still like the Berlin Wall and all the stuff, we came to Germany and my parents had a hard time. And it was not always that we kids had so much focus and attention. It was more like, all right, just just suit in into everything, just be flexible, be adaptable. And I remember that being in the fourth grade in school, and my German was still not amazing or pretty good, there was a play. And they searched for the main character in this play. It was just like some kind of Christmas play. And nobody was like uh, um, raising the hand. And I was like, that's my chance. Here. I want to play the role. I think I played miserable, but it was my first my first time to really put the focus on me. And since then, I always felt that it's nice to be in the center of attention, but not taking the attention like rude or being like super artificial, just being normal, being yourself. And then it mm. evolved through the years. I, I really can't tell you why, but I think everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to have some attention on him or on her. And um, it's always a matter of how you do it. I think that a lot of kids start to getting attention by doing bullshit, um, stealing things or being rude or whatever. And I try to get some attention through doing nice things. <laughs> Let's call it like that. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's very interesting when you said, oh, my, my dad and my mother were already charismatic and I knew they... they want to tell stories i could definitely see that like some people just have this feeling of like a magnetism to them that you're like yeah. i want to listen to you whatever you're saying i don't, I don't care but it, the way you interpret or the way you present it or the way you speak is just attracting it's just yeah. keeping the attention and i don't think it's just the technique just the way you speak but also the presence the energy that you have within yourself that you're comfortable with having the attention on you because mm -hmm. I think I come from the other perspective that I did not want to have attention most oh, of the times. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. quite interesting that uh, whenever there's like a group conversation, whenever there was um, just me should present something and in, in, even when I was in school or in front of friends in a group, I was most of the time, uh, I'll just say a sentence and give the, the attention quickly to the other person. 
Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's, I guess, why I see quite quite nicely now the person who really attracts that because that's something I see in myself maybe wanting to improve. Yeah. So it's really yeah. nice then, then, yeah. then seeing that growing up. Oh, okay, my parents had that. And that's, I just took it on. It's like, oh, it feels good to have that attention. It's very yeah. interesting. And you also feel attracted by the opposite because you don't mm-hmm. have that. That's why you feel attracted by people who have that. Um, but what is quite interesting, because when we started the talk, we spoke also about being comfortable in the discomfort. So even though I like to get some attention, I'm still every time nervous. So every time you make like a presentation in front of someone, I'm nervous. Every time you just start the welcoming round, and it was also when we get to know each other, I was nervous. I felt like my heart is beating stronger, and I was like, it's getting serious. So it's funny because somehow I really like feeling awake, feeling alive and having this this uh, tension. And maybe that's why, because when you get the attention, you feel like, all right, I need to, not I need to perform, but I need to give something back. And I mm. think that everybody has so much to give. But some people have like, I don't want to say the courage, but they have the ability to also attract other people and then they seem to be very charismatic or whatever and they seem to give more than other people do. But in fact, it's not. It's just they appear that they have more to give. But it's interesting because it all comes from inside. So if you want to give something and to be more loud, it can be nice or or it can be too loud because we all know people that are attention digger that always do things to get attention and whatever. And it's annoying. It's fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, and I, th- I think there comes then back the authenticity part, what you mentioned. If it's not authentic to yourself to have the attention and to tell nice stories and like you feel really good about it, then I think it becomes this need for attention, the um, just drag of yeah. Yeah, somebody yeah. oh he just wants this because he has an unfulfilled need there somewhere from his childhood yeah. but but when it's authentic it's like oh i do this because i really feel alive and i want to give back yeah oh yeah. you feel that you notice yeah. that even through a video call it's possible to notice that like oh this person really likes to keep the attention and and bring even the good focus on other people yeah but but you know what's funny because there's so many people who don't want to have the attention but they still get it so for example if i see on the streets somebody who's very let's say disturbed who's lost who's like maybe under under the control of drugs or whatever and who's like very strange behaving i can't take my eyes off him i'm like looking because it it feels so so authentic so real how this person behaves even though you can you don't want to look there because it feels like oh I don't like what I see, but it's still some kind of authentic. And sometimes it's different because focus on some celebrities. There are so many celebrities which are like freaks. Really, if you see them, you can say, wow, they're freaks, but they're still somehow catching attention because they tr- they're true to themselves. And that's really authentic, I think. If you go to the zoo and you see a, a, a tiger or a lion or a gorilla, they're authentic and you like to watch them because you feel, wow, they're so true. They're so unfiltered. I, I don't know how to say it, but it's, it's very difficult to, to summarize what attention is made out of or how you like attention or you don't like it. It's, 
a really interesting topic, to be honest. Yeah, especially because um, it's, as you said, some people don't want it, but they still get it. So there's, I feel if you go a layer deeper, then there's some sort of energy around you that mm -hmm. is either like seeking attention. It can be like in different ways, as you said, like seeking approval or just seeking the, the oh, I'm there, like the need of being surrounded by people belonging to mm -hmm. somebody. Um, so diff I guess different needs that show in the in the symptom of of attention, but it it doesn't have to be bad. But I think the underlying thing is somewhere within somebody and within somebody's energy, yeah, like how they're presenting themselves. So it's I think quite often we look at oh this behavior yeah it's usually showing this, but I think it's way deeper that oh I have this belief in myself that I'm not worthy of attention. That's why I don't want mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And what's also very interesting is what's the intention of the attention? So is your intention just to be true, just to do the things that you do without like seeking for outside attention or approval? Or do you do the things with the intention to get from outside some kind of feedback? And I think that you know those people who do just things in order to get approval from the outside. You don't like to watch or look at them because you feel, ah, They have some intention with it. But if you just see people genuinely do, being themselves, doing their business, it's interesting. It's attracting your your attention. And that's uh, that's funny just to see it. <laughs> and I, I really, really noticed it. Um, the, the first podcast I did with the, the Ambitious Sloth podcast, I really like did it, I think, out of also, like it was the idea mainly to like highlight other people and and get learned something from them but secretly i was also looking for the the attention of people listening to it mm -hmm. so that a lot of people listen to it so it, it i feel good about myself creating something great yeah and i think that's why at some point i stopped because i put a lot of effort in there but the attention didn't increase the, the way i wanted mm -hmm. it <laughs> <laughs> so that's i think that's that was one of the biggest insights there and now i started again a new one and now it's different now I, i'm aware of this like i i do like this attention of people telling me okay this is a great podcast i'd learned something from it but i can really generally say the main interest is i want to highlight the sort of as i recently found out great way to describing it the hero's journey of everybody i'm interviewing mm -hmm. because I, i think everybody can or so many people can learn from other people's hero's journeys and everybody has hero's journeys um just right now i was reading the book from joseph campbell about the hero's journey and it's just so fascinating that every sort of life stage that we go through is in a way a hero's journey mm -hmm. and now that's essentially really the thing that i want to highlight and want to bring to lot of people and now i feel it's not just the need for hey look at me i created something a podcast or something but rather hey this is andreas in front of me right now i want to know your story and i hope that other people can learn from it and i can now genuinely again say it with the energy behind it and that's really i i noticed the difference it's so huge yeah and you know from we always used to be storytellers i don't know when it started but since 2000 years we're telling stories we're telling stories about heroes about um things that happened that are unbelievable and 
we identify with the persons in these stories. So if somebody just listens to this and identifies with a specific situation or the journey that you also maybe just passed through and you see, hey, he did it somehow or look at him where he is right now, it gives you power. It gives you hope. And then you inspire other people to follow their own personal individual journey. And I think that's what actually stories should do to give people motivation, to, to mm -hmm. let people hope more about their lives and about um, everything that's happening to them because you see, oh, there's another guy or another girl or whatever who had similar difficulties in life but still managed somehow to, to succeed, to overcome those obstacles. Yeah. And that is, the, for me at least, the perfect gateway to how can I find your hero's journey and figure out um, your pathway to who you are right now because the way I also got to know you was oh he's he's an actor and then became actually a psychologist and now is as a coach and a trainer and we also talked a little bit in the last call about the future that you want to create yeah. so it's amazing to like listen to your dreams and how you want to mm -hmm. uh, create a better world how did this start <laughs> this is, I guess, always the super inter interesting question. Yeah. So going back again, you said already some challenges when uh, moving to Germany, not being able to um, fully fluently speak German. And then uh, I guess especially just while the German uh, Berlin Wall was still there, um, there was a lot of things different. So can you like bring me in a little bit into this world, how it was back then for you and how you dealt with the situation yeah so i think in the end it all comes down about finding your place in this world knowing where you belong and it feels strange to say it but i always was some kind of in between i fit there because i looked like perfectly german so everybody said oh hey you're a german guy but i was like no, not really. <laughs> but you're born here in Germany, right? No, not really. But you look so German. How can this be? And I'm like, I don't know. My brothers look different than me. They have dark hair, dark eyes. But what? So I was never like the German guy, but not either the Romanian, because in Romania I was called like the German because I looked like German. So and it continued in in school. I was never like completely the sporty guy but not also like the loser guy. I was in between in high school, the same, like the girls liked me, but I was not like this Mr. Charming of the school that everybody was looking to. So I could deal with those nerds, but also with how we call them, the Aziz. Um, <laughs> those guys like having strange haircuts and always walking in trainers and always searching for beef and stuff. I was in between. I was like fitting there, fitting there. And so it became for me, all right, who am I actually? And the funny thing is that acting, when I started with 16 years, it gave me some kind of identity because I felt that in every different role that I played, I found myself, a little bit of myself at least. And so that's why it was so interesting because through experiencing different personalities, different roles in different situations, I also realized, oh, I'm a little bit of him, I'm a little bit of that. And when I moved to Berlin, well, I, I didn't grow up in Berlin. I grew up in Frankfurt. 
when I moved to Berlin then, 2019, no, not 2019, sorry, 2006, 2006, um, I felt that, wow, that's a completely new side of me that I discover right now because Berlin brings a different side of you out and it completely changed during the year. So what I discovered is that my personality or me as a person, we are nothing that is completely fixed. For sure, there are some personality traits that are more stable, but in the end, we can choose who we want to be. We can change. And as soon as I discovered this, I was like, wow, that's very interesting. How can we change from the inside, not only the outside as an actor does, but from the inside? And then I started to dig in into psychology because I want to feel and to understand what is personality? Why are we are the way we are? And it's funny because it was never like on purpose, but first acting was some kind of um, going deeper into the character or the identity from the outside. We also mm -hmm. talked about the biography and stuff, but it was still very, artif not artificial, super, superficial or from outside. And then through coaching and psychology, I really understood people, how they are, what makes them behave like they behave and all this stuff. And through this journey, I somehow think that I discovered more of myself and who I want to be and what I want to stand for and what I want to change in the future. And it's a journey of trial and error. I tried to be an actor. I failed because I was never really successful as an actor. I had some great months. I had some great periods, but it was never that I could fully live from acting. It was a hard time to realize with 27 years, well, your dream is not as it was in the dream. You're trying to live your dream, but it's not as it was sold. So in order to accept it and to find something new, to switch from acting to psychology, was, all right, who am I now? I'm, am I the actor or am I the psychologist or am I the coach or just Andreas? Who am I? And I think that question just drives me forward to help people to finding themselves and to be really true to your inner truth. Okay, that was a long <laughs> story. <laughs> mm, but it was so many parts resonating so much with me. Um, and thank you for sharing it so long um, because I think the, the whole journey was very interesting. Uh, I want to start immediately with actually what you said quite in the beginning, that you were always feeling like an in-between. You were mm -hmm. never like this person that fits into that group, no, never into this group as the sporty, never really uh, there in this group or that. And I think that is such a common thing that people feel, even mm -hmm. so it's like from the outside, it looks like obviously you're this person belonging to that group. But from the inside, it feels feels odd. It doesn't, doesn't resonate that well. And I think especially the, the people that I talk to most were quite often in that in-between and through that sort of tension that struggle of like i don't know where i really belong what am i doing this for is this for this for that or who am i and then suddenly this question pops up who am i and then through questioning those things you actually develop um this identity you figure out what you want your values things that are important to you in life i think that part at least from my perspective right now, seems to be very, very uh, continuous in so many people. And probably also for you now, being 
being one of the guidelines or the red thread at least that I he- uh, heard to becoming now the Andreas that you are right now. Mm. And yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because I think that there's nothing harder and tougher in life than living the life that is not meant to be your life. Being the life of someone else, of your parents, of your friends or whatever, because then you don't really do what you want to do. And I think that a lot of people are in this conflict that they don't really listen to their own needs and just do what all the people are doing. And um, more than ever with social media and all the stuff where you see how people are supposed to act, how they should look and whatever, it's tough for you finding your own individual personality. And um, I think that that's very crucial to be happy, okay, to be yes, really true yes. to yourself. Indeed. I, as you said, it's so important. But now the immediate question comes up that was like for five seconds, like hammering against my mind. It's like, but how? So what tools or what way did you yourself use in order to actually get closer to that? Or mm-hmm. let's say to actually listen to this voice, knowing that it's which one is yours. And, and um, also, I guess, being brave enough to do so. How? That's the question. I think, first of all, through asking the right questions to yourself, but also to some very close friends. So I have to be honest, I had great friends. I had great friends to who I can talk, like really honest and say what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling. And it helped me because putting your own perspective, your own opinion in in position to other opinions, you get some kind of feedback. And that's also very interesting to do things and to be reflective, to be aware what was the um, result of this thing. Was it good for me or was it bad for me? So you need to have some kind of self-reflection. If you don't have that, it's hard for you. And you also need to have some friends who are honest to you, who tell you things that maybe don't really suit to you, that you are doing but are not really authentic with it. Because sometimes we don't see it. We live in a society where people fake it till they make it and on their way they're losing themselves. And so sometimes we need to have people who are telling, I don't think that you are actually this person. And what what was really interesting was always being brave enough to asking myself, is this true? What I'm hearing right now or what I'm thinking right now? And if yes, all right, do I want to change it? Or do I want to accept it? And every time I see, okay, it's true. Am I accepting it? Yeah. All right. Okay. Or, ah, it's true. I don't like that. All right. Change it. Mm-hmm. And you need to have the courage to change it. And that's one thing that I really, I'm loving my parents, but for this thing specifically, because they grew up, they lived in a country where they saw it's not a place where we want to live our entire life. And it was a communist regime, so it was closed. You, aren't, you were not allowed to leave this country, but we did it. We were some kind of refugees. And having this mindset that everything is possible, that you can change your life, you can change the situation in which you are, is something that I will be always grateful because this is something that is hard to learn 
if you don't have it in your system, if you don't have it in your cells, that you are the designer of your life mm -hmm. and you can create your life. Okay, some truth bombs have been dropped. <laughs> exactly. I just left the silence as well afterwards because I think it's, it's quite important um, exactly seeing this. Oh, I'm the designer of my life. Coming back a little bit to the energies as well um, that we talked in the beginning is you attract the people, you attract the opportunities based on the way you really, the belief system or the, the way you express your, your energy in that, that sense. And I think that's exactly what's what's happening. If you believe that you are the creator of your life, you believe that you have some um, uh, responsibility or like at least the the possibility to change something, then you actually do, and you 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 search for those opportunities. They are there, but if you don't want to see them, you don't find them. Obviously, exactly. Yeah, you just yeah. see what so, you're looking for. You're yeah. seeing what you're looking for. And if you're always looking for the things that you don't want to have in your life, you will always get them. But if you focus on the good things that you want to have in your life and what you're grateful for, you will get them more. Because your vibe attracts your tribe. And so your vibe, the energy that, you, that you're sending, will attract people who are in the same vibe. So and if you realize that somehow your environment, the people you're surrounding yourself with, are not the ones that you are happy with, ask yourself, Why am I attracting those kind of peoples, those kind of people? And sometimes it's a hard question and to realizing that maybe you're sending some vibes that you don't like, but still it's a true. And so then change your emotions, change your thoughts, focus on some good things. I know it's easy said, it's tough to do so, but it all starts inside of yourself. If you don't see it, you won't change it. When was the, the first time that you noticed that this is true or that this is a thought that you had, that you were like, okay, if something around me is not the way I want it, I need to change within myself. Do you have a situation? Yeah, a couple of them, but um, like one of the main situations where I really start to, to change something fundamentally was back in 2015 or 16. When I was like, um, I was almost 30 years old and I finished acting school like five years ago. And I was always, all right, I give myself five to six years. And if I succeed as an actor, I will continue with it because, you know, let's be honest, only maybe 5% of all the actors can really have a good life. All the others struggle. And I want to be one of those 5%. So I realized, all right, if I'm right, completely honest to myself, I am not happy with the way I am living right now. I am not happy with my financial situation. I'm not happy with my life. But I was doing a lot of party, going out, drinking and all this stuff. It was a nice life, really. I had a lot of fun. But it was the feeling that there's something more for me waiting. And there's something more that I can do than just partying and having a nice life. And then I started, all right, I want to change my environment. I want to change what I'm doing. And I think not even in three months. I moved back from Berlin to Frankfurt. I started to study psychology. I focused myself completely on coaching. And it was like really end of 2016 where I was like, wow, well, only in some months 
the life changed completely. Um, and it was only from one thought. One thought and the feeling that it felt good for me the last years, but at this point it doesn't feel good for me anymore, so I want to change it. Yeah, so that's one point I really remember about. And it's it's quite often that, especially uh, when when we see in coaching, that there's a person who says, oh, I do want to change. I'm, I don't like this state that I'm in. And then you have, I don't know, a couple of coaching sessions, and then you see them maybe, let's, let's imagine, six months later, and they're on the same track. Mm -hmm. It's the same thought pattern. Oh, yeah, I do want to change things, but nothing is happening really. What do you think is the difference between you suddenly changing within three months and this person not being able to change their circumstances or their, their belief system in, in a period of time? That's a very good question because I think there are a lot of things that um, we need to take into account. So first of all, it's about the inner ambition, your motivation. Do you really want to change it? Or is it just, oh, yeah, I would like to change, but somehow mm -hmm. it's also okay the way it is. So if you really want to change something, you will find a solution. But it's also about the opportunities that you have. Because if I didn't get the chance to study psychology, maybe I would say, all right, then I'll stay in Berlin. And if I would have stayed in the same environment, this wouldn't have been possible. So most of times by changing your environment, you get also the chance to change yourself. But it's hard to change yourself in the same environment. And you don't need to change the city or whatever. It helps if you just spend more time with people that are willing to help you with your transformation and your change and spending less time with the people that always remain on the same level. Because we are what we consume. And we consume media, we consume food, or we consume people. Not not in a sexual way, but also in if we talk together, I consume what you say. And we exchange our emotions or our feelings or everything. And so what's also very important is like to take a look on your environment if you really want to change something from inside yourself. Because it can help you or it can um, keep you away from your goal. Yeah, so a lot of different things. I think one of the biggest part is usually the the motivation that you said. Because there there was like, I guess, the pain strong enough mm -hmm. for you. It was like, oh, I didn't make it and I don't want to continue living like that for the next 10, 20 years. And so I guess at some point the, the pain, so as one part of the motivation, was big enough yeah. to, okay, say, okay, it, it's over. I, I need to make a change. But also, I guess, the other perspective, I'm not sure whether it was there for you as well, but the positive motivation, not just only from pain, like going away from something, exactly. but also going towards something. What, what can you imagine is a great life in five years from now? Exactly. And then, you, yeah. then your mind gets open and you think, oh, what do I want to create? How do I want to leave the, the earth, basically? How, do I, how can I put some positive things out? That's at, at, at least I think the nature of humans to support each other and to create something. But we quite often need the pain motivation as well in order to actually make a change. Definitely. So the pain is like the initiator. It's like the, the ignition, the starting point. But then 
you need to have a goal. You need to have a perspective. If you don't have a perspective, you will fall back. So my perspective was, first of all, let's be honest, uh, egoistic motivation to say, I want to have a better life. I want to have more money, less problems, and a healthier life that I was having till the moment. But on the other hand, it was like also, if you can change with 29 years and you can make a completely, um, not U-turn, but change direction, this can be also very, very inspiring for other people who are struggling with the same situation but are not motivated enough to change. And in order to make the world a better place, make yourself a better person because then you also motivate other people to work on themselves and to try at least. We, we are all privileged. We are privileged living here, having like now the possibility to have a talk and talk about those things. And with this privilege, you really have the duty to make the best of your life in order to help other people making the best of their lives. And that was the point where I saw, all right, I can help people, not only with acting, acting worked a little bit, but I couldn't help so much. I could help people with my coaching because you know what's the similarity between acting and coaching? I want to have an impact on people. I wanted that the people, after watching a movie or coming to a piece of mine, leaving the place than another person because the story that they heard changed them. The pictures that they saw, mm. something in them. But I was trapped in like bullshit uh, daily soaps and everything that didn't make a chance. So with coaching, with psychology, you do the same. You change the people. You have an impact on them, a positive impact. And that's where I really see a similarity. And that's what I want to do, to leave a positive impact on my environment, on the people I'm dealing with, and leave the world a better place that I found it. Mm. Yeah, it's, I think such an important part to see then, at first great similarity between acting and coaching, I never saw it that, that way. Um, but I think then going further, okay, you have had the pain point, realize you wanted to change, you actually did it. And then those similarities, I guess, pop up. But also what I remember from uh, our first talk, it was that you were sort of accidentally thrown into coaching, <laughs> that it just this came are, to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. These are like the signals of life. Mm. So one signal was, as I told, I'm, I was not really successful. So I did um, working in some bars, in some nightclubs or whatever um, as a bartender. And there was one guy who, I don't know why, came to me and asked me, hey, you're an actor, right? And I was like, yeah, I, I am an actor. Why? He was like, because I have a doctor thesis and I need to, um, I don't know how it's said in English, but I need to have like a presentation in public, whatever, for, for mm -hmm. a stock. And I was like, yeah, so good for you. Have fun, have success. And he was like, yeah, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm nervous when I'm in front of people and need to present stuff. And I know that I'm good and I want to, to make my doctor and I need your support. So this was the first coaching. I did a coaching without being a coach, just being an actor who worked in a bar and helping somebody being more aware in the moment, being more self-confident and speaking out things clearly. And this was the first step where I realized, all right, there is something next to acting that is also interesting and brings me joy. 
but this was only like a little a little key but it was you're right one of the first steps where i realized okay there could be some other job but then there was as i said the possibility to study in frankfurt um psychology because what i completely forgot after i did my um my high school degree my final exams i also applied for psychology but the nc the numerous clauses was so high that i didn't make it and only because i applied in 2006 I was accepted in 2016 because with 20 semesters of waiting, my numerous clauses was that good that I could make it. So this was the other thing that I realized. All right. So first of all, a completely stranger asked me to coach him. Then I got accepted in, in psychology. And I think everybody who asked me, why are you so old? I said um, that my marks in school were not that good. And I said 2.8 and everybody was like, And you make it to psychology. How did this happen? So this was the second sign. And I was like, really, all right, if the universe is sending me some signs to change my, my career, to change my job, let's go. Let's start it. That is so amazing. Yes, I, I see it now, like so many times since I'm looking for it, since I like I'm open for those signs, see it all the time happening. Also going back into my story, it happens similar to, to what, Uh, I guess you happen with psychology being able to apply uh, because it was, I had a 2.7. So, ah. <laughs> <I wasn't saying. laughs> so no, I was not yeah. able to do it. Um, but it was a couple of coincidences that happened. So I was in Australia the, the after, right after high school and mm -hmm. accidentally I found on YouTube a dude with a body language and I found it fascinating And out of nowhere, I was not reading before, out of nowhere, I was reading his three books in like a couple of weeks. And that was like insane for me. And then when I came back from Australia, I was like, oh, I actually do want to apply then to psychology. Mm. And then obviously I figured, yeah, there's literally no chance to do it in Germany. <laughs> I think the lowest was somewhere in the private university for, for business psychology, psychology with 2.3. That was mm. the lowest it could got. It searched everything. And then I was like, okay, wait, after, uh, after Australia, I feel also confident enough to do it in English. So I searched in the Netherlands. And then when I looked there, I came back somewhere in May and the deadline was the first of May. I was like, oh, <laughs> damn it. Just like right too late. And then a friend of mine who accidentally also st studied in the Netherlands or just, just switched to it, told me, But wait, this is for internationals outside of Europe, this deadline. The other one is for June. Oh. So you can still apply. And it's like, what? Wait, seriously? So random, like we were meeting at a barbecue and we're talking about it. And he told me, no, you can still apply. And that was the only reason how I still could apply to that university. <laughs> and in that year, they switched to English. So before I would have to uh, would have to do it in Dutch, which I uh -huh. obviously couldn't speak then, so I wouldn't have done it. But that year was the first year in English too, and so I was like, "All right, the universe really wants me to do this." Yeah. <laughs> and realizing and, so, yeah. and accepting those signs, this is so important. The same story that you said was with acting. I was looking for acting schools, and um, there was the dates where they. Um, stopped accepting um, applications and it was one day ago so it was like basically i think the 13th of may 
and it was like the 29th and I was like, ah, damn it. And in that moment, my brother passed behind and said, hey, why don't you apply? And I was like, come on, it's one day and it's an acting school in Berlin. I won't make it. And he was like, just do it. And yeah, I did it. So those signs, those call them angels, whatever, <laughs> they happen constantly, but we're always focusing on our bullshit and don't see all this science that are happening and maybe trying to guide us through our lives. Mm, yes. I've... But we trust it. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I really had this this feeling inside. I wanted to do yeah. it. And I think that's exactly I, earlier asked to the question, but how do how can we listen to those things? And I think it's it's really getting, like thinking through your life and getting noticing it's already happening. You notice like those coincidences that always nudge you somehow in the right direction. And in hindsight, it worked out surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for that, it's really, as I said in the beginning, like becoming self-aware with the coaches as well, becoming more self-aware noticing those signs, being open for it, that this, there, there might be, some people like it, some people don't, there might be a, a natural direction that you should fall into with your talents, with your personality, with just who you yeah. are. Yeah. And there's maybe that place for you, as you described in the beginning as well, uh, the place where you belong, the play, place where all your strengths and talents actually blossom and bloom and, and uh, you can help other people and provide really, really good either value for others or just make the world a better place is set. Mm. Um, and I think, that's something I've been focusing on in, in the past a bit more to like, okay, what's nudging me really in the right direction yeah. and noticing those, those little signs of coincidences that are possibilities for you to get into the right direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But and, you also need to, to have this kind of mindset. You need to have a trust, a trust in yourself, a trust in, in the universe in God and whatever, because if you don't trust, it's hard for you because then you don't believe that everything has happened for you instead of against you. So I think that's something that we also need to be very happy of that we had this kind of trust because a lot of people don't have it because they grew up in a very, very um, tough and rough environment where they couldn't trust anybody or a lot of bullshit happens to them in their really early ages. So it's nothing that everybody has, but it's really the base for trusting life and trusting those signs that you trust yourself. And what's also very interesting in talking about um, self-confidence, about authentic authenticity, it's also about not only knowing your biography, but also understanding your biography. And if you do that and really know about all the failures that you did, but also all about the good things that you did, this makes you even more authentic. Because then you don't hide yourself. You're just really real and true to everything that, you, that you've done and that you are right now. Yeah, I notice quite often that I'm in this, this space in between of, oh, I'm, I, I just want to get a little bit better here so I can be this person who I want to become mm -hmm. and what it creates or I want to get a new skill or just solve this inner problem. And then I'm finally this person who I want to become. But looking back, I have created already a persona, a person that 
who I am currently right now. And being real to that exactly. is, I think, even the base to improving other things that you want to. Accepting, as you said, okay, first accepting it. Okay, that's who I am right now. And that's sort of the base for you to, if you want to, change. Mm -hmm. And you can also be true and authentic if you want to change. You mm -hmm. can also be authentic being on a change, being on a transformation, saying that right now I do too many um, unhealthy shits. I don't eat enough. I don't doing sport enough, but I want to change. I want to do more sports, eating more healthy and whatever. And this can also be authentic. So you don't need to be a fixed personality in order to, to say, wow, I look at you. You can also be on a transformation. And um, actually, that is, I think, the most authentic. Being mm. flexible, being just saying, I am right now who I am, but maybe I will change. Maybe I will be different because you don't know what the future brings. And the Andreas that is sitting in front of me right now, what um, what kind of world do you want to create as, I guess, by transforming yourself, becoming a better person? You talked about that, about your, your dreams and leverage in, in the other call. So I'm, I'm really curious now to um, shift it into, okay, now we talked about the transformation, the, the, the past that happened. Uh, the person who you are right now and what is the the world that you would leave want to leave behind or how how you want to create a, a better world yeah um i want to create a better world in so many different directions first of all i really want to have an impact on starting with with the close people or with the people that you have an impact on and coach them or whatever to unleash their full potential to be aware of themselves and to really have the courage and the brave to unfold themselves so i think that's very inspiring to see people how they really become who they can be like a tree or whatever like seeing all right all right they're they're growing um but what is also very important for me at least is also Talking about um, Gleichberechtigung, what's that word in German? Equality. Equality, exactly. Equality, because there's still so much inequality in this world. And by focusing on the good things, focusing on the things that can grow, you can also help other people growing. Because you don't need to have equality by going down. You can have equality by raising people up. And so what I think is very interesting is helping people lifting themselves up, being the best version of themselves and really like helping each other. And I think coaching is a nice way of helping each other. And you can choose whether if you want to help and grow from the inside or you want to grow from the outside because you feel that people seem always to, to see something different in you that you really want to, to trans transport from the inside. And That's why I think that coaching is such a good thing. But I don't talk about those um, coaches that want just become crazily rich and all the stuff. I, I really talk about those coaches that want to help other people not experiencing the same difficulties that they experienced. Because 
I've been through some stuff. Not the whole world needs to go through the same stuff. And I think that mentoring, coaching is something that is completely normal. Everybody had a coach or a mentor hundreds of years ago. Usually it was their parents or somebody in the, in the countryside or in the village. And now we lost it because we are connected with so many people, but we are not really connected. And that's why I think that through coaching, through having discussions, having talks with people that really feel connected, we can help each other feeling more connected because we are all connected in the end. And really, that's the important thing because if you really feel that you're not alone, that there are so many other people having the same difficulties, experiencing the same bullshit as you do, you feel stronger because then you feel, wow, there are people experiencing the same stuff. And so we all raise ourselves. We all develop ourselves and some kind of, we develop a higher self. And that's my, my vision to helping people developing a higher self. <coughs> I'm sorry. That is, I don't know, at least in me, it sparks so um, positive emotion because I resonate with it so much. Obviously, similar profession, similar idea behind it. But the the for me, it's like you said, okay, we want to balance the equality, we want to make persons uh, unleash their full potential. Yeah. And I noticed for myself also, like, sometimes the, the thought came in, oh, yeah, but maybe you could better help with people Uh, that are struggling really with really severe problems uh, in psychiatry or something with creating more wells in, in unfortunate countries. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's where I'm actually my, at my best. But what mm -hmm. I can do, how I you know, see um, my doing right now is creating this awareness and this shift towards um, sort of creating a positive impact um, that is far more widespreading and far better for me because I feel in my power. So when mm -hmm. I, I can help other people through coaching, becoming their best person, I believe the natural instinct of humans is to help other humans as well. Yeah. And by helping then, for example, let's say an engineer who created a new um, amazing way of of capturing water in other countries i did it way better <laughs> than i could have ever imagined in in helping uh, the people in in a remote area that's true and so that that's sort of my way of trying to to create the positive impact like obviously working on myself creating dissolving my bullshit in my mind my beliefs and helping then other people to really dissolve their own barriers to create and and be the best version of themselves yeah. to again help other people in their community great great and that's something super individual because everybody needs to see what their own desire is and what their own purpose is because everybody has a different why but it's important for you to ask yourself why am i doing this why am i the way i am and if you find purpose and you found your purpose in helping people maybe um, getting more water out of nowhere or having an, um, a better water um, connectivity, I have the desire somehow to help people getting back on track, but not those ones who are like so bad of the way that they are in a psychiatry or something, 
I like to help the people who are just a little bit off their own track. And this question is really individual because you not only need to know what you want to do, you also want, need to know who do I want to help? Who are the people that are similar to me? Because reciprocity, or is it said in that? Yeah. Reciprocity, yeah. Reciprocity, exactly. You can help people the most that are somehow similar to you, but you are also a bit different than them. Because then they see, ah, okay, he's been through the same stuff or he experienced the same. And it not, doesn't need to be 100% the same, but equal somehow. And um, this, I think, gives you so much purpose. Because in the end, it's not about the money. It's not about um, the awards or your diploma. In the end, it's about how happy are you with the things that you did and Maybe also, how much people did you help? How much people did you push forward a good way or a new way? And I think this gives you so much more joy and so much more value into your life than just having a nice car, a nice watch or a great boat or whatever. Yeah, I think it's by now obvious, so many research researchers found that the social connection, again, yeah. the connection that we we create with other people is the thing that fulfills us more in the end the the people that we helped more is how we get ox oxytocin to ourselves even biologically that makes sense yeah. um, and i think that's the natural state of being of humans if they're not too much entangled in beliefs or in in other difficulties as soon as they feel good about themselves i think that's a natural instinct to to go about and to help other people maybe even go through or help them with a similar issue or just do other things that are that are positive for their environment and you know it's not necessary about helping sometimes you can also just be making aware of some things making more aware about mental health about burnout about depression and about personality disorders because there's so many things Excuse me, that are not black or white. They change and they can become worse over the time. And if you don't start on time to change them, they will become worse and worse. And that's why it's also good to have some kind of reflectors, to have some people who are telling you the truth and always point out maybe the pain points. Because then you can grow. You just only focus on the good things. You also miss a lot of things. So it needs to be balanced. Good things, bad things. In the end, there's no good or bad thing. It always depends on what you're doing with it. But yeah, this is something uh, that's also good. And making aware, and you are doing a lot of great stuff with your podcasts and with your work to making people more aware of themselves. Because also with this conversation, people listen to us, but at the same time, they also become maybe more aware of themselves. And that's a great thing that you can do. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to do. You got me. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's honestly like one of the biggest things that I see um, I can do is creating this awareness, which is, I think, helping, like seeing other people's stories and how they went through difficulties is, I think, such an important part. Like the hero's journey that I was talking about earlier everybody has a hero's journey 
um, as you I guess would say a biography, and I I like to have it, to to put the maybe uh, costume on as a hero's journey because yeah. that immediately puts you into the framework of like, okay, what difficulties did I go through and came out of it better than before? Mm -hmm. True, and and I think that's we went in yours a little bit, and it was really nice to see okay how you went in high school with dealing it, and I would. I don't know, suggest, I have the feeling I need to say that, suggest to create some sort of hero's journey for yourself to um, to notice that you do have the confidence to go over difficulties, that you can trust yourself in dealing with those situations and then sort of becoming more aware that you are actually creating the life that you want or the life that you, yeah, would like to live just by being able to um, sort of change the story in your mind or see how, how you can view it. And that yeah. makes such a difference. Yeah, that's true. Because you can change the narrative. The narrative, You can change the perspective, how you see things. That's why if you asked about the hero's journey, I was like some kind of, not frustrated, but I don't like the word hero's journey. Because... Mm. Who judges if you're a hero or an evil character or whatever? It's a journey. Everybody has its journey. And you can't measure the journey if it's a hero one or a sad one, tragic hero or lucky hero, whatever. It's a journey and everybody has its journey. And what I really like is that you have a journey and you overcome the obstacles. And yeah, maybe that's a hero. I don't know. But an evil guy also overcomes the obstacles like Batman and the Joker. I don't know who's the hero. <laughs> Obviously Batman, but still it's a it's a question of perspective. And it's a question about biography. If you're the good or the bad or whatever because you know psychologists always we don't like to see things black and white. <laughs> yeah, because it's not true. Yeah, There's nothing black and white. So it's it's really important to notice that you are sort of the script writer of your own story of the things that you tell yourself about whether you're able to do things or not. And I think that's such an important part. Yeah, and you know what's very funny? Because in the end, all those things where you haven't been the hero make you even stronger. And so all those points where you maybe have been like the loser or whatever have make you more resilient. And so in the end, maybe also the story of a loser is the story of a hero. Or who is a loser, who is a hero? You you got my point. <laughs> yeah, I think really in, in short term, like it the hero's journey can look like you're the loser while you're failing, while you have the difficulties exactly. and challenges. So uh, it's it's all part of this journey as you described it really, really nicely, that you always are in between uh in the between state of oh i just got the the call for the adventure or i'm already having the elixir at the end and being the hero yeah and most of the time you're in between <laughs> yeah exactly and so that's life we're in between life and death we're in between our truth and being at the point uh where you we accept those things how they are or we want to change those things how we want them to be and everything is a process. Everything is always changing. And um, that's why it's for me so important. The world is constantly changing. 
So we should be also changing ourselves. And um, to really encourage people to change themselves, no matter how old you are. That's really something that is my, maybe like some kind of message that I want to give people a takeaway. What's your message? <laughs> <laughs> like a I short message. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for, for me, it's really important um, to realize that you are the script writer of your own story. And by searching for this, um, those heroes highlights, you can make yourself stronger and build up your confidence and being able mm -hmm. to, to trust yourself more. And then in the end, maybe trusting us those, those signs that the life is giving. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what's very funny? Because if you see it from a spiritual way, you're completely right. You are the scripter of your story. But there's also a journey that has been written for you before you were born. And you can choose if you follow this journey or at a certain point you say, ah, I don't want to go this way. I change the direction and go another path. So that's something very interesting. And maybe that's also the story about changing your path to another one. <laughs> and to, to maybe now go full circle, I think the the best way probably is to follow what is again authentic to you yeah because that's where it's probably lines out for you like in the easiest way when it becomes easier and natural and you feel the joy and feel feel the momentum that's probably why oh because you're on the right path towards being authentic to yourself you attract the tribe yeah you attract the, the opportunities and you see them suddenly because that's what comes natural to you to your values and who you are. That's so nice said. And one very important thing that we didn't mention before was momentum. Trust momentum. And really trust, not only listen to your brain, trust your heart, trust your gut. Because in your body, there's more wisdom than in our whole philosophy, as Nietzsche said. So that's why trust momentum, because your body feels the momentum. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I feel like this is the perfect ending. It was such a pleasure to talking to you. And I, I did notice, obviously, we have some overlap, but I think so many gems were created in this conversation, in this connection between uh, two, I guess, like-minded people that we yeah. flow with each other, we connect. And that I think that's a perfect example of this when you're true to yourself, you connect with the right people that, that are on the same wavelength. Yeah. And those magical things can happen to create an awesome, hopefully life-changing episode. And then people <laughs> can, can, can uh, listen to it and get something from it. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. And a shout out to Like-Minded <laughs> for connecting us. Hey, I want to say hi. <laughs> Oh, thank you. That was such a nice journey with you through the last one hour. Wow. Thank you. And I'm very, very looking forward for some more, more um, deep dives, conversations with you. Thank you for having me here. Thank you so much for sharing your valuable time with me and my guest. This podcast is one way making the world a better place by sharing personal experiences and opening our minds 
Another way that I love is coaching. And I know it's not accessible for everyone, so I would like to gift each month a session to one of you. So if you want to get clarity for your next steps, align more with yourself, and change your perspective, just send me an email to yulamerten.coaching at gmail.com. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and stay curious about what life has to offer.